looking for somewhere to place a bet, looking for sportsbook, live betting, casino, racebook, and promotions, right now you can go to betus.com. Betus.com will allow you to join easily. There's a 125% sign-up bonus, a 200% crypto bonus, and more. Place all your bets, make lots of winnings with betus.com. Welcome back to another episode of Uninterrupted. Um, it is your co-host, Matt Couture here with Ethan and JR. How are you guys doing today, boys? Good. What's up? What's up? We're chilling. All right. All right. Yeah, Brian couldn't be with us today. His child is sick. Uh, what is is Jakey Boy on, on vacation? Is that what I said? Hey, Jakey Boy is on vacation down here in the good old state of Florida. But he was in he's Arizona. He's coming he to visit in Florida. you. Um, I think we might hang out this Wednesday, to be honest with you. I gotta go get a All couple right. things done, gotta get some passport photos taken, and but I think we might meet up. Yeah, he's not working. Awesome. So Yeah, yeah, we got a few other people that obviously couldn't make it. Uh so it'll be us three tonight. We'll dabble a little bit into kind of everything, all four Boston sports well, major teams. Um, and we'll start us off with the Boston Red Sox. Obviously, at this point, they're starting their uh, fourth game of the season in just a matter of minutes. Uh, they're two and one. They kind of were handed game two for a win, but hey, that's baseball for you. Um, what is your early th- thoughts on the season? How you guys think things are progressing? Are you happy? You know, sad? What are you guys looking at? We'll start with you, Ethan. Uh, well, the first thing I could take away is that the pitching is not good at all so far. I feel like John Schreiber so far has been pretty good, but Sale had a pretty tough start, obviously. Um, Huck had a good game for the most part, but then he got into the long ball and gave up two back-to-back home runs. Um, I just, there's no consistency in the pitching at all so far. But the one thing that's that, that I can't take away is the lineup is like not a problem at all. I think that everyone so far has been doing pretty good. Casas came in yesterday at a pinch hit RBI. Um, I don't. I have no problems with the hitting or the defense so far. Um, I don't think we've had. Have we had any errors yet? I don't know for sure. I kind of missed some of yesterday, but um, defense has been pretty good. Offense has been great, but the pitching definitely is kind of a problem right now. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, how about you, Jr. Um, like he said, the pitching is fucking awful, but this lineup, this offense is insanity. And Trevor Story comes back. They look really good, man. Yeah. I'll say this. I think, you know, we've kind of seen the good part of Duvall, and he's very hot right now. So he's, this isn't going to be him all year, unless he made some type of major adjustment. But he's been a career, like, two. 32 hit or something like that. Yeah, I feel like he's uh, that being said, yeah, he, I mean, he's going to have a point where he goes 0 for 20 and, and Red Sox fans are going to want to burn him to the ground. And yeah. that's just how everybody works. But I mean, Yoshida, like Yoshida has been solid, um, but he hasn't like, you know, he doesn't have any home runs. I don't think he has a double yet. So it's like not even like he's broken out yet. Casas hasn't done too much um, offensively. But one thing I've noticed specifically about this offense compared to last year is, man, they work at bats. And that was the focal point 
of yeah. what they were trying to add. They in, in Yoshida, Turner, um, you know, rolling with Casas this early. You, you know, he's he's probably fully ready uh, for the MLB. You're going to have to kind of work through the kinks, but they work counts. And when you yeah. work counts, that's good things are going to happen. You put the ball in play. I mean, we saw what happened with Yoshida at the end of the game, too. You just put the ball in play, sometimes things happened. Yeah. Uh, the pitching staff, oof. I mean, it's it's not great at the moment. I think just with, I think Hulk should just be in the bullpen, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's funny, though, because I think he had the best start out of all the starting pitchers the past three games, but his home run liability is a serious fucking problem. Well, the biggest thing for me is his numbers. Him and Chris dip. are like the same pitcher. I feel like, like him and Chris are like the same arm. Yeah. Well, Hulk's numbers dip tremendously in the second and third time through the rotation. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, like that tells me, all right. So, like he's not a five, six, seven in, inning guy. He's a one, two, three inning guy, and like that should be his best role. And I, I kind of battled the same thing with Whitlock. Like, should Whitlock be in the bullpen? Should he be a starter? And I went – Yeah. I feel like going into the season, or you know, had, the last few months, I was like, all right, let's give Hauke a chance to start. Because realistically, his numbers are still pretty good as a starter. I want to say he's like a 3-2-2 ERA as a starter in the MLB, which obviously is very good. But, it's, but he can only go four or five innings. Yeah. So it's like, all right, like how good is that for for you as a team? And then I wanted Whitlock in the bullpen, but I think at this point I would rather reverse them and see how it goes. Uh, you know, what once Whitlock's healthy and Bellows back and Paxton's back, it's going to be interesting to see how they shuffle uh, the starting rotation. Well, isn't Whitlock in Double A right now? Uh, he started. He made a start on. I want to say it was Sunday in AAA, yep. and then he's expected to make one more start on Thursday, and okay. then he'll rejoin the Sox, so I'd imagine him make his season debut um, a week from Tuesday, well, who maybe Wednesday. Ro- so. Who comes out of the rotation, Carter Crawford or Tanner Hawk? I think Crawford will be the first one out. Yeah, now he, when, when, pitches, he when, pitches tonight, though. Yeah, so he'll get one more time through the rotation, and then they'll, they'll figure it out. Because yeah. Bellow, when Bellow comes back, then you got to imagine. I mean, you got to imagine it's either going to be Hauk or who's going tomorrow. Oh, I'm gonna have oh to Pavetta, yeah, Pavetta. No, Pavetta's going. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It is. Yeah, it's Pavetta tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine it's going to be Hauk. After that, if you're going to have or maybe they go six six rotation. Um, I don't think they've kind of hinted on the idea of going six man, but I mean, unless you're going to move, move Pavetta, and I don't think that they should move Pavetta. Pavetta should just stick because he's going to give you innings. Yeah, that's that. That's what the good part of Pavetta, and something that we need is a consistent starter, even if he's not great. Someone yeah. that can come in and give you 200 innings in a season. Right. Wait, no, Jay, how it, you feeling? It, wait, is Pavetta? Wait, Pavetta is pitching tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. Tomorrow's game five of the season, so yeah, he'll be starting tomorrow. But I'm saying wait, like where's Where's Bayo? So he's like a week or two behind Whitlock in in his being ready. He Pat? had like a four. 
he had a forearm injury early on in strip in uh tra- spring training. Yeah. And I think they're just so overly cautious in spring training that like he could have he could have been ready for, for opening day. But yeah. they're they're being extra cautious with him and making sure he's ready. Or what about but, Paxton? I don't know. Like this is where I'm kind of confused because like I'm just glad we have like pitching. Like I'm just glad we have. No, they yeah they, they, they have pitching. a lot of they have a lot of depth because I mean you got to even consider like Winkowski when Winkowski's out of the bullpen right now and that's with yep. at least two starters. Yeah. Not in the rotation, and yep. he's a he's a career starter. So like in in a bind. They have realistically, you got to so that's they got nine guys that could be starters on for their team right now. Don't let this team get to the playoffs. And you have once to this, like yeah. once the team gets pitching depth back and all their starters back, <laughs> most runs, most hits, um, best on base percentage and second best slugging percentage to start the season. I know we're only three and a half games in, but I mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, run, runs as a whole are up. Um, I was actually looking at the numbers of the pitch clock eff- effectiveness. The batting average is up from through the first four games of last year. So, you know, first four, first four games of 2022 versus the four, first four games this year. I want to say batting average was up from 230 to 245, which is obviously – that's a significant boost. Yeah. And then even more, what's kind of fun, more fun to see – his stolen base percentage went up from like a 67% uh, success rate up to like an 83 or something like that percent success rate. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and not, yeah, I'm all over the place. Not only that, the attempts are up like 80, 90%. So there's bigger bases, man. Yeah. I mean, between like, yeah, there you cut off, I think it's like, eight inches in between the base paths by by the bigger bases and then on top of that like with the with the pitch clock because if they pick off once especially and if they pick off again you can't pick off the third time really you get three per plate appearance you know you get two pick offs the third the third isn't it oh no no it's the the runner can advance technically i think that's what it is yeah, I was the biggest it, proprietor for like five years of like uh, developing a rule where you only have so many throwovers to a certain base per inning or like per at bat, and I'm so glad that they're finally doing that. Well, because what you're seeing is like we we saw it with the Yoshida uh, in game three, I think. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, they they picked off twice, and so at that point they can't pick off again, or else you get second second. That being said, if they pick off, if they pick you off and you get picked off on that third attempt, you're still out. Yeah. But you're seeing, you're seeing players, if they pick off twice, you're going to naturally get, you know, an extra half step kind of a lead. Yeah. Because they know, they know that they either need to get you out on that pickoff or you get second base. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky game. And I think you'll see. USC numbers all around kind of get adjusted as teams get used to it. But you, we're going to see a lot more stolen bases, and it's going to be fun for the game of baseball. 
I mean, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I already love watching baseball again. Like, I haven't watched it for a couple of years, like, yeah, religiously. Either. Because it's just it's so slow on TV. And it's just, like, it's like an average of, the past couple of years, it's been an average of, like, 24 seconds in between pitches. And now it's literally, like, 15 seconds. Like, that's, that extra seven, eight seconds, that means a lot. A lot more action, a lot more hits, everything. I don't know about you guys, but I have the game on right now, so I'll provide updates. Unfortunately, I, I do not. I'm up in my office slash, I guess, I don't know. We, we just adopted two cats. So I guess it's their <laughs> room right now. Um, but yeah, no, games are down. I think it's 31 minutes a game. I mean, yeah. we saw like a two-minute and like six-second game. I mean, two-minute and six two-hour and six-minute game the other day. Um, this is I, – I don't know. I, I have a hard time accepting the whole pitch clock concept, but I think it's going to, in the long run, be better for the game. It's so much better for the game. Yeah. It's so much better for the game of baseball. Yeah. I did see someone, and it was like, you know, we're just losing baseball by doing this. And I'm like, I mean, no, you're not. <laughs> You're still getting nine innings. You're still getting the same amount of outs. You're still getting the same amount of bats. If anything, you're getting more at bats. Yeah, for sure. Because the averages are up. So that you're not getting less baseball. It's just happening at a quicker pace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like think of like football. If they if they change the um, play clock in between plays down to thirty seconds or something like that. Yeah. Instead of forty five, like it would really just kind of speed up the game but you would get the same time like same game just a quicker pace uh but yeah no i mean overall with the team i mean i i've been optimistic to say the least i predicted 88 wins so really i think i saw someone who was like oh like someone was predicting like a five and four start to the season and someone's like that's so bad like that's not good enough and i was like i don't think that people realize if you if you win five out of every nine games, that's a 90-win season. Yeah. Like people, people they literally don't recognize that. Yeah. You know what I mean? 162 games divided by nine. I want to say it was 18. So, you know, that's a 90-game season, and that would be a beyond successful uh, season for, for the team. Um, what do you guys think? of, like, Verdugo leading off. Are you guys a fan of this so far? I know he's off to a hot start, but it seems like he's going to be starting lead-off versus righties, and then they'll mix someone else in there versus lefties. Well, I mean, Ref Snyder was uh, leading off against lefties yesterday, so. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be their, like, full-time I feel like they're going to switch the two of them. Yeah, well, see, I don't think Refsnyder is not going to be play. I don't think he's going to play like all, against all lefties. I think he's just going to be a bench player. Yeah. Um. So I th- I think they'll mix and match. I think you might see like Kike leading off versus lefties when Refsnyder is not playing. Yeah. Um. Which is probably the most logical. I think maybe once Story's back, you know, he's he's in decent op- option. He's got a good bat. Uh, although, I mean, thinking about the lineup, when he gets back, I mean, if this lineup can be already 
a top 15, you know, just in the top half. And then you add him into, I would guess it would be what the, the five or six spot. Yeah, probably the five or six spot after. I was thinking four or five, but I kind of like Yoshida at four right now. They'll so. no, they'll keep Yoshida there, but then it's just, do they want Dude. to go Duvall, Story, back to back races, or Devers do they want? The ball. He dropped it. Nah. Who? Devers. Oh God. I can't wait for Christian Arroyo to be out of this everyday lineup. Oh, yeah, me too. I was saying the same shit yesterday. He was in that at-bat in the fucking, what was it, the second inning, where um, he literally got like four meatballs right over the middle of the plate. And he didn't even swing. Yeah, yeah, he fucking struck out. Yeah. Like four fucking absolute meatballs. Yeah, Devers is off to a good start, so I'm very happy to see that. He came up breaking. He actually won me some money. Uh, I, I kept taking one hit. Will he get one plus hit? Plus the Sox would win the last two games, and I hit them both. Uh, hey, so whoever bet the over on game two wants some money. Brett, yeah. I, didn't take the over. Yeah. I almost did. I took the over game three. Boy, I need UConn to win tonight. I took them I, I took them in my bracket, and then so I obviously doubled down. I bet them to win it. Uh, so I win, I think it's 500 bucks. If they win it all, and I would win my bracket, that I'm, the league that I'm in, uh, with my Belly Up Sports League. Uh, so I'm definitely if they fucking win, be so pissed. If UConn, why? Because they beat Alabama the regular. He's a Bama fan. Then. Oh yeah, I see. I see the Bama flag behind you. Yeah, I have a fucking hat on right now. Oh, oh yeah. Hi. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, let's our, They kicked our ass. They were oh, well, okay. They were the second team we lost to in the regular season, and like we played terribly in that game. So I was like, you know, if we play them in March Madness, I feel like we might be able to beat them. And then they come into March Madness, and they're literally steamrolling like every fucking team. Like every they should team. win tonight. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I was yeah. high on them. I thought I thought they they had good size with the two big men. I felt like they had shooting. They were a very well-rounded team. I'm not well, huge into college. They have a really good center. College basketball, but uh, yeah, I forget his name. They they have two guys that dominate the boards. One's yeah. more physical, and the other one's just straight up bigger than everybody else. Yeah, he's seven one. Yeah. Um, ridiculous. Yeah. No. Speaking of basketball, let's jump in. We'll do a little bit of Celtics talk. Um, you know, Ethan, what's your I don't know what's your kind of rundown on how things are going. And what's your expectations, kind of predictions for the playoffs? So I was talking about this the other day with, like, uh, on a different podcast. But, like, just – I feel like Jalen Brown is one – it's like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, like the only two guys on that team. Maybe Rob Williams sometimes, but, like, majority only uh, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown have that gene, that just, just that winning gene. I feel like Jason Tatum, like, just lacks that in a way. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense, like. Yeah. No, I mean, it, he, like he just doesn't. I get what you're as saying. Much as those other guys. Yeah, I think. I don't. It, they're frustrating, man. It, it's frustrating to watch. It, they have probably the most complete team in the NBA. Yeah, they have uh, the best amount of depth too. So. I don't think. You know, I I, I want to take a kind of quick moment to just like applaud Brad Stevens. You know, he oh, got so when, when when he left as a coach, 
and went into you know becoming GM. I think everybody was like, oh boy, like what is this going to be like? Know, really, yeah, no, too. yeah, they had no expectations, so like no one knew what to expect. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal as a GM. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he brought back he, – he got Horford out of the Kemba, you know, situation where Kemba was, like, literally on one leg. And, you know, Horford's overpaid right now for oh, yeah. what, he, what he provides, but it's still better than having Kemba right now who can't play. JSN is at the Red Sox game right now. Really? Yeah. I think he's scheduled to meet with the Patriots anyways. That's probably why. Well, I know Addison was coming tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. That's interesting. Um, I would say... I would say that they need... They desperately need a, like... Not a confidence boost for Jason Tatum, but, like, he needs to just, like... He doesn't have the killer mentality the way I like it. We're so lucky that, like, he's not, like, crazy injury-prone and shit. Oh, my God. Because if he was to get, like, seriously injured, I feel like he would just be out forever. Yeah, I mean, like, he... He's... He's very good. I kind of... I don't know. I've been holding on to this take for a while now and I don't think that like three nothing pirates by the way. Oh uh, yeah. I, I I've been holding on to the stake for a while now and I and I go back and forth of like if I truly mean it. But like I think Jalen Brown might be better than Jason Tatum. Oh uh, some, yeah. In yeah. some ways, yeah. Yeah in some ways, yeah. Like Tatum is a better scorer and when Tatum's hot he is better. Like the upside of Tatum is better. Yeah. But like, man, like he, the men are games that, like, yeah, he'll drop thirty, but he shot like ten for twenty-five. And it's like, is that good? He's just more physical. It's it's like, is that good? Like, and so I'm like, I go back and forth on it, and like, I, I like Jalen Brown is always having a better shooting percentage. On a consistent night basis. Like, again, like Tatum's upside, and when Tatum's on, he is better than yeah. when Jalen's on. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Jalen's a more consistent game in and game out than, than Tatum. And I think that, like, we, we really need – it's almost more crucial that Brown is on than Tatum is on. Yeah. If Brown's not on, then they're in, they're in big trouble. And my yeah. worry with Brown was in the playoffs last year. He went through some stretches. Like, Brown in the, in, in the playoffs last year, he literally would not score the ball much for two and a half quarters. Yeah. And then he'd go on like a... A 13-0 run or something like that. Yeah, he'd go on a 10-minute span where he'd just drop 15 points in 10 minutes. 20 points in 10 minutes. I'm just so uh, sick of Grant Williams. Batman? Uh, so sick of him. Honestly, I think if maybe Tatum just performed better in that finals and maybe if Jason yeah, Brown was just clicking, won. they would have yeah. won. Yeah, they would have. They should that have won. Me, they should have won. That series to me was the same thing as the Blues series in 2019 with the Bruins. It was like they're the better team, but they're just not going to show up. 
it's just nah, man. I will give this to Golden State. Golden State was honestly the better team. Well, but, we had a two-one series lead with a ten-point lead in the third in the fourth quarter with three minutes left. Like we should have had a three-to-one lead in the series. Yes, yeah, uh, if Golden State saw three to one again, they might have. They might not have won. Just the good thing about the Celtics this year is if they can get to the East and they get to the finals, there's nobody in the West that's unless it's Golden State again. If it's not Golden State, I'm not really worried. I don't. I don't. The Suns don't even worry me. They have nobody has depth. Every nobody in the West has any depth. Any anything. I mean, then again, when KD is hot in the playoffs, watch out. Yeah. But just, just him, like, outside of anyone else. I mean, Booker's good, obviously. Chris Paul doesn't have it anymore. Um, Aiden's pretty good, but he's not a point-scoring center. So, um, they don't worry me that much. And the Mavericks are fucked. I mean. The Kyrie Irving effect. I thought that Mark Cuban was smarter than that. I, I had a lot of respect for him. And, uh. I mean, you should have known that that move was going to make your team worse in, like, most ways. Yeah, but, I mean, looking at that team, Luka's got the negative uh, plus minus, and Kyrie's way in the positive. Yeah, it's really and interesting. Weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't obviously followed them too much of, like, what's going on down there. Before that trade, like, Luka, to me, was MVP. Now it's, like, either Jokic or Tatum or uh, him, but I – feel like it's a three-way tie now at the beginning of the year he was running away with it having like those two 50-point games in a row and then like having a triple double the next game like it's crazy well, i mean when he when he's on Luke is frustrating man because like if he he doesn't really dedicate himself i feel like to being like the best physical shape that he could be in i mean just kind of look at him like he's yeah he's fast yeah, like, he's not in the best sh- physical shape. And, like, what if he actually put the effort in to be bigger, stronger, and faster? Yeah, I'd rather drink a beer. He could, he could take his game to a next beer. level. Yeah. But, anyways, b- back to the Celtics real quick. They Marcus Smart frustrates me at times. I, I released an article earlier in the Celtics season of how he really turned a corner in the second half of last year and this year. And he has. He's much better than what he was for a couple of years prior. Yep. Uh, but even he's like he, he go through goes through stretches that are that are pretty rough. He just makes the dumbest fucking shots. I mean, credit to the guy. He's worked on his shooting. Like he has a lot because he actually hits more shots than he used to. But like Ethan said, he takes the dumbest shots in the dumbest moments. He'll pull up with like the Celtics will be down by like nine with like three minutes in the in the third quarter and he'll just pull up and take like a yardstick three like <laughs> just so stupid like he doesn't create scoring chances the way he used to he plays o- amazing defense obviously but like the way he I he just doesn't open up like space as much anymore I feel like that's something he's declined in but, Brogdon is very good at that though yeah he's great because he has the that goes, that goes back to Brad Stevens those the Brogdon ad and it's most specifically the Derek White ad were so unbelievably good ads, especially for the price that they got them both. And sneaky. The Derek yeah, White they, ad was like the they best. didn't get a lot of noise of like you know as great moves. 
the the Derek White ad was probably like the best move in basketball in like ten years. Yeah, I mean it's it's up there for like the value. What they give up? They gave up first, which was late, and Josh Richardson, and he's been he's been fantastic for them, man. Fantastic. He plays good defense. He's consistent. Yeah, a good, good ball handler, good, good passer. I expect big things. I think realistically, anything below a championship is a bust. It's championship yeah, or I bust. Think it's, I it's, think it's, it's yeah, yeah, and and so I mean it's. They need to. They need to kind of break through. I mean, they we were in the finals last have, year. Like, we should literally have like two parades in two weeks this year, which is fucking crazy. But we should. I mean, not they could. To, yeah. Not yeah. Three not parades in one year would be even better. Hey, let, let's segment segment into that. I know Jr. always has um something something he likes to talk about. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Boston Bruins right now? Three wins away from breaking the fucking wins record, and I hope they do it. I mean, per I mean, I'd rather win the cup. Honestly, that's it's cup or bust. But I mean, going through like winning sixty three and then just having a hell of a cup run, that'd be fantastic. I mean, that that's history. That would, yeah, that would no insane. team will ever do that again. No, yeah, like, yeah, never. Tampa, I think the Tampa thing was an anomaly because just no team was that good in the NHL that year. Yeah. Except for Tampa. Yeah. But no they were team also coached differently too. I don't know. That was the weirdest shit ever. That like but the the thing about that was when that, that series ended, I was like the Bruins are going to the cup because they don't have to they have the Carolina Hurricanes that year were just starting to become good, but they weren't you couldn't trust that team. And Hold then, on, what, Jack, what just happened with Devers? What? I'm I, I'm behind, so I don't know what happened, but He's about to, Something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he just hit a home run. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God, Raffy. But no, man, but like, John Cooper is a hell of a coach. But that Blues series, I don't know what the hell they have. Yeah, Blue no, Jackets. Sorry, the Blue Jackets, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but that Blue Jackets series, I don't know what the hell Tampa had Dude, going on. they had on. a 3 nothing lead in the first period in game one. I was like, series over. That's it. I was in Tampa during that game. I went to the Stanley Cup kickoff thing that they had in Tampa where oh, Casey oh Elton performed. God. And I was walking out. I was with my I was with my friend, a couple of my friends, and I said, It's gonna be funny when Tampa gets swept by the blue jackets. Walking out of there. I was just joking around. Didn't fucking realize it was gonna happen. Cause I was I was telling Tampa fans, I said, You guys are getting swept. You guys are losing. First round exit for sure. And they got swept. <laughs> Justin Turner just had a double, an uh, error double. Wait, like what? What happened? He had to get the ball to the center gap and another error from an outfielder on a different team. The Fenway's hard Fenway to catch balls like, at. I don't know what's like. Is there light problems at Fenway? I don't know, but like shadows, crazy. But no, but I just, I think that I think the Bruins could do it. They just need to not play like they have been the last three games. They need to get leads at first. They need to score the first goal, and they need to stop playing down in the third period. They need. They just need to play shut down defense. Just get a big lead. Shit, even if it's a two goal lead, just play shut down the second and third period. Yeah, I know I slander Brandon like, Carlo a lot, but like he needs to fucking stop playing so fucking scared. 
He's six five, and he plays he's like five eleven. Like Adam McQuaid. He's a dumb Adam McQuaid. He he literally has a mullet like Adam McQuaid, and he doesn't play Yoshida, anything Yoshida, like Yoshida Adam McQuaid. Yoshida just hit a home run. Sorry. Welcome Dude. to Boston, Yoshida. Tie game. Absolutely. Tie game. This lineup is fucking insane. This lineup fucks, man. But um, that series was so crazy because I'm not gonna lie, like. Columbus is just not, like, a hockey city. It's not a sports city at all, like, period. But, like, that building in game four was, like, the loudest I've ever, like, on TV. Like, it's, like, Bruins game six versus the Canucks, that game, and then, like, uh, uh, Hawks-Canucks in 2011. Those are, like, the three loudest games I've ever heard. But that's crazy. I, I mean, they're in a pre- pretty similar spot. I mean, the Celtics probably even to more ex- extreme. The only yeah. the only difference is like they're at the back end of their top players' prime, obviously, with Bergeron and and Krejci kind of looking that this could be their last season. I guess even this is the final dance. Like this is the last dance. No, yeah, yeah this is it. Yeah, this, if this they, is it. If they win, they're certainly done. If they lose, I, I wouldn't say they're certainly gone. I but, think it's 50-50. Um, yeah, I mean, if they win, like, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the Celtics, I mean, Horford's going to be around another year or two at least. He, he signed an extension for two years. Yeah. So, I mean, the Celtics are still kind of on the rise, and they got, they'll be right back in it next year. But for the Bruins, I mean, this is their kind of best chance, obviously. They're certainly their best chance. And it's cup or bust for obvious reasons. I mean, they're the best team in hockey. Yeah. Uh, and so I really, I hear the curse of like, all right, they got the President's Cup. That means they're going to lose round one, all that kind of bullshit. But like, I don't buy into that. Like, dude, you're the best team in hockey. Go out and prove it. Um, yep. I know Carolina lost the player recently. So, you know, their team took a look. Yeah, yeah. Shelf, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you never like to see injuries, but if it makes it a little bit easier, it makes it a little bit easier because you you have to not assume, but uh, I guess bet that you're going to see them in in the conference finals. Uh, you never know. You you really yeah. I mean, know. no, yeah. That's why I just said you can't assume, but I, you know, you that would be the most likely scenario. If I had uh, to pick like three teams that I would want to look out for, like right off the jump. It's going to be Carolina, obviously. It's going to be Tampa because they always wake up. I know that they have, like, zero skill right now. Like, they are lacking a shit ton of skill um, because they made no moves at the deadline. And, and as you know. Yeah. He's one of the worst players in the league. He's literally Steve Ott. Like he's He had fucking, 28 goals last year, and now he's a ghost. He's literally one of the – he's literally arguably the worst player in the league. Like, um, consistently the worst player in the league. Like, I know a lot of guys go back and forth. This guy just stinks. I mean, outside of, outside of him, they did nothing. Um, they lack a shit ton of skill. Their defense is old. I have no idea why they have Ian Cole busting as many minutes as he does. And uh, But the, the Lightning always find a way to wake up. So I'm going to still put the Lightning on there, and then it's going to be the Texas Rangers. Or Texas. The, the Texas Rangers. Rangers. The nah, New man, Rangers. I, think the, I think the Devils are going to make some noise. I think they. I think they're gonna beat the Rangers. Jr., you're crazy. I no man. 
You know, I've seen crazier things happen, but I think they could do it. I I really think come playoff time, I think Jack I think Jack Hughes is gonna take his game to another level. That's fine, but I still I, they lack they lack uh, a bunch of experience, and I don't their goaltending is not superb. So, hey man, they have the museum Bruins, man the himself. Bruins have scored a lot on them this year. Oh yeah, um, but I mean I I keep on saying the Rangers. Brian and them have said no. I don't think about this. like they're built for the playoffs. That yeah, team is are, built yeah. for a playoff run. Tampa is built for a playoff run. Toronto isn't. Yeah, Toronto got Noachari. Yeah, they got who was it? Sam. They yeah, got Lafferty. no. Yeah, they got Lafferty. They got McCabe. They got Ryan O'Reilly. They got Achari, and then got. I think they didn't they get Gustafson. Yeah, but he's um he's not start. He's not in the starting lineup. So it's like they've made additions, but none of those players are playoff. Well, Nolachari, obviously we've experienced him, but like Nolachari's tripped. Yeah, he's not. He's not gonna like. He's not a, a fourth line scorer, or he's, he's he doesn't he doesn't produce points at all. He's, he's a grinder. He's literally AJ Greer. So he does on. I don't think he he doesn't do anything, but um. Lafferty's okay, but he's just a depth piece, I feel like. Costas just hit a home run. Oh, my God. No, they're raking right now. It's 5-3. Dude, this, this lineup fucks. This lineup's really <laughs> good, man. This is a special Red Sox lineup. I'm going to give it to Heim. He did a good this, job building this. This lineup fucks. Yeah, this is a good lineup. Heim. Heim. Holy fuck. Fenway's going nuts. Oh, the reason why JSN's there is his brother's on the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Cannon. Yeah, but like, why would he follow? I don't know. Like, why would? No, he... no, dude. He has to. He has, he has to, to be have in Boston. A meeting or something. No, yeah. they're meeting with Addison tomorrow, supposedly. Like they're that. Hundred percent meeting after... with JSN. Yeah, dude. This dude. This dude in the middle of his his recruiting trips, you know, going to visit teams. He's not fucking flying to Boston to to watch his watch brother play. Yeah, exactly. He could, you know what I mean? Like, he, he could go watch them after the draft. He's going to be playing all season. Soccer, so, uh, yeah, no, he, he was absolutely. I th- I, you know, man, I think it, I know you. Hey, let's like, jump into it. Let's jump into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, let's that's what I was about to say. It's like, the Bruins, you've seen enough on Twitter. You've seen all of us on Twitter. Like, you know how we're what we're going to talk about. But the Pats, man, yeah. Oof, they need something. All right. Let's put it this way. Give me. Now, try to be realistic, obviously. Give me your top three targets at 14. So, like, don't don't sit here and say, like, Tyree Wilson. Because he's yeah, not going to – he's more than likely not – you know what I mean? He's probably not going to be there at 14. So, give me your top three realistic targets at 14 that you would say that there's at least a 50-50 shot that he's going to be there at 15. 14, excuse me. You can go, JR, if you want. All right. Um, every, oh, obviously, everybody knows how big of like a Jordan Addison guy I am. I love the dude. My top three, I'm going to do two receivers. Addison, well, 1A, 1B, Addison, JSN. Then I'll go Joey Porter Jr. And then. All right, um, I guess we're doing four or five. You know what? Give me five. five? All right. All right. Addison, yeah, sure. JSN, Joey Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez or um, Devin Witherspoon. The three corners, what? two. So, you, so you're not in the tackle top, tackle boat. No, second okay, round. So they were gonna pick one. 
They said no. They, I mean, they they haven't like they're not ruling anything out. I I, I don't buy into that they're gonna knock go tackle in the first round. Other than they've ruled it I out. I don't think they are. I really don't. With the way I'm they telling you, this- dude, if if Paris Johnson falls to 14, okay. Well, now it, that that's now, understandable. Which which I wouldn't say that there's fifty fifty chance. I think there's maybe I don't know a twenty percent chance he falls to fourteen. But like if he falls to fourteen, man, like if JSN's available, maybe I go JSN over him. But Paris Johnson's going to be a plug and play. I don't like to say Pro Bowl as if it's going to be something like spectacular because we all know a Pro, Pro Bowl caliber. Yeah, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl. I would say All Pro caliber left tackle and that is as important as any other position besides quarterback a guy that can consistently protect your quarterback especially a pocket passer mac jones uh is uh, is incredibly important if Uh, i can plug some of my uh, go ahead no ethan who who are your your it's okay. So number okay, I'm not gonna go in like any order, but like, um, I'd have to say like if you wanna, this is this is gonna be hilarious, but like if you wanna talk about like based off the Patriots history, how I I know things might be different this year, but if you wanna go based off of how the Patriots draft and how they evaluate talent, the first choice I could think of if I'm Bill Belichick or if I if I knew who he was going to pick, it would have to be Cody Malk. They're going to take Cody Malk at 15 if Bill Belichick is going to do the same thing. That is early. Oh, I know. I, I don't know. know if he's a tackle, dude. I That's a thing. Another like, guard? Yeah. He, no, no the thing is he, he can play tackle, but I think his best spot is going to be guard. Now, they did that with Isaiah Wynn. He's at the Shrine Bowl because Bill needs to see the talent, obviously. But if that that's just like my Bill Belichick there. If I want to do my picks, the other four would probably have to be Joey Porter because his dad was a beast at the beginning of his career, and he plays the same style, which is really physical, and he plays big. And he's I just want to see his dad in a Patriots. His dad know, will uh, never wear a Patriots jersey. Oh, oh you you bet he ass will. Yes, he will, dude. He ain't he ain't going around and not wearing his son's jersey when he comes to games. Yeah, it's gonna hurt a, him. He's a fucking like he's a. He'll cry like a bitch. So yeah, I never really liked him as a player, but I mean, I'll take his son. You know what son I don't want is the Sante Samuel Jr. because his dad's a oh, baby back it. bitch. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, hey! Sante Jr. is actually really good. Okay. No, but his son. The four safe enemy though. <laughs> Junior, Junior's good, and I mean, Sante Samuel was good, but so his dad is just... Joey Porter, Cody Mouth as my Belichick pick, and then probably Brian Branch because of the Bama bias. But Brian Branch is really fast. He's he's like a bigger, faster Devin McCourty. He covers a lot of ground really well. He's really physical. Um, he's really disciplined. He led the NCAA last year in um, amount of like flags. Like he only had three personals last year. Um, outside of that, no other flags, no pass interference. Um, he's not really a ball hawk, but like that's not his role. Like he's not he's not a ball he's not a pass catcher. So um, Brian Branch probably at three. Um, JSN for sure because he runs routes really good. He's fast. Um, obviously the Boston College connection kind of. Um, that's from, that's, that's Zay. He's in the area. Um, I know Belichick and him have talked. I don't know if they're gonna. Oh wait, 
you, you think it's A. Yeah, I know. I don't know. BC. What I <laughs> but um, he Bill doesn't really draft from Ohio State, but he's really good, and they've already they've clearly had a meeting or, or whatever. Um, and instead of Jordan Addison, I'm gonna go with Zay because Zay is like just I like the smaller, faster receivers more than Jordan Addison, even though he had a great year last year. But that's just kind of biased, I guess. But that's like my policy. I'll say with Jordan Addison, I was just talking about this with, with my buddies. Nothing about him, like, wows me. He's really good at the he's like a basic. He's like a, he's like a basic receiver, I feel like. He's just, like, I'll, basic. But he gets up really well. Yeah, he, for he's, he's, I think, 5'11", five, 5'10", five 173 pounds. If you're going to be that small, you need to be very fast, or very quick. Now well, he's shifty. Thornton, so, like he's shifty. Don't get me wrong, and he's really good at the position, and I like the player. But like looking at his combine numbers for that size, he was middle of the pack. You had people that were six two, you know, two hundred and ten pounds, running faster forties and and doing quicker shuttles and three cones. Who's that? Yeah, just nothing about his game. Just, I don't know, overly impressive, I, mean, I guess. Get him on a field, and he's good in open space. I mean, yeah. remember, combine numbers. Yeah, I don't look into it over, you know, I don't look into it, my combine numbers too much. And, like, don't get me wrong, I think he's going to be good. I just struggle to see, like, elite upside. I think he'll be like a, a yeah, a high, a like mid to high wide receiver too. I don't think that's, he's gonna, that's worth good. fourteen though. I don't think he's, he's worth Bourne. fourteen. He's Kendrick Bourne. No, no, he's gonna be better than Kendrick Bourne. No, yeah, he'll Probably be Bourne. I, I think, I think he like could him. be, like, I think he could be similar to maybe an Emmanuel Sanders, um, like that level of guy, like a, a good receiver, but like if he was your number one, you're one you're saying as a fan, like that's not good enough. He's not good enough. Like, yeah. He's not he's a place similar to Deontay. Yet. Yeah, so I mean my five, I would probably go Jason's probably number one at this point based off their needs. Um I won't well, include that's Paris. If they don't sign or trade for a receiver. I yeah, don't think they're gonna sign or trade for one. Yeah. This is just going off of the current roster. Um, I, I won't put Paris Johnson in there because I don't think he'll be there. But So I'd go JSN. I love Joey Porter. Obviously, I'd love Gonzalez or Witherspoon. I th- I would be a little surprised if, if they were there at 14. Um, but one might. So I, I would take either over Porter. Uh, Porter's my cornerback three. Other than that, at 14, there's not a lot of, like, I like Brian Branch, but I don't know if. if He's a 14, second round pick. No, I, no see, I think there are a ton of people that I really like, but at 14, and now I don't believe reaching is real. I hate the concept of, of reaching. So, like, if they like the guy enough, take the guy at 14. I, I'm not, I would not be angry. But like I think that they could trade back, and there are guys like Brian Branch, there are guys like uh, Anton Harrison, the left tackle for Oklahoma, Darnell Wright, yep. the right tackle of Tennessee. Yep. Uh, I I kind of like Deontay Banks. He's uh, he's got the size I like, but 
I don't know. I, I don't love his tape. Um, and then I, I would like, I would be very happy with Zay Flowers. I would be very happy with Addison. If, you know, especially if they could trade back and get one of them, even if it's just a few spots and they add another pick. Yep. Quentin Johnson, he's, man, he, I don't know. I can't decide if I love or hate him. He's uh, been looking up lately for the Patriots because I guess they had a meeting with him, obviously, but then Belichick like made some comments on him openly, I guess. So Yeah, he's got all-star potential. Like He's, he's got really, pro yeah, well. His size and everything well. just reminds me of Harry, man. Yeah, like well, he, he's got yeah. legit size, but like he doesn't run great routes. He catches the ball with his body, and that results in incompletions. That results in interceptions. interceptions. And it's not even just short balls. It's not like it's a slant that he's catching with his body. No, there's deep balls that he lets fall into his body that have been incompletions that if he fucking went and got it with his hands, would have been incompletions. You know what I mean? Like, and those are the things that, like, yeah, I, I think you can teach. So I think I get that. I get why everybody has him. A lot of people have him as, you know, a top one or two guy in the class. But I, I just don't like the risk uh, at take, of taking him at 14, maybe if they traded back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than that, Broderick Jones, he's going to be a little bit of a project, but I do like it. I think he has star potential. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't rule out defensive end, especially if one of the guys, like maybe a Miles Murphy. I think he, Miles Murphy's going to be, he's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not a very big need. And then I keep seeing, oh boy, I keep seeing Bijan as. Oh God, as, no. Please. Like, I'm back at 14. Now I don't want that, but I'm, I'm just saying I'm, I've been, I've been seeing it way more often than I would have ever expected. If you want a running back so bad, if you want a running back so bad, wait till next year. And if Blake Corum doesn't go like top fifteen, grab him. But like, you should. There's no running back rush at this point. You have you have four running backs. Like, there's just no need. Well, so James Robinson, he's on a he's on a prove it deal. He got no guarantees. He got no uh, signing bonus. So he's literally just a training camp invite. My thing with Bijan is like, he is going to be a star. So it's like, do I want them to take him? No, because I, they have bigger needs, and I don't like taking a running back round one. But, but if, if he, he came fell, there, especially at 14. If he came to New England, like if he comes to New England, whether it was at 14 or maybe they traded back and took him at, let's say, 20, like he's going to be a star. So it's like I, I kind of battle back and forth of like what's worth it, when is like – You already have a star. Like we already have a top five running back. Like – uh, I wouldn't go top five. He, I'd he's say top very top five. He, he borders probably in like the top ten to twelve for me. I think he's very good, but like again, like if Bijan's gonna be a superstar, like he's gonna be like Saquon, he's gonna be like prime Zeke. I think he's gonna he has a chance to be like Christian McCaffrey. Like running backs don't good. have the same place in football anymore that they used to. Like just he's gonna be good, but just like. He's not going to be put in in the fourth quarter with five minutes when you have, like, a possession and a half. He's not going to run the ball. Yeah. Like, well, so that's why I see, like, everyone – I keep seeing the Bijan at, at at 14. I think it's more likely that Gibbs at 46. Yeah. I, I he's would got, love Jameer Gibbs on this fucking team. Oh, my he's God. Got yeah. the, he's got the Bama connection. I mean, O'Brien O'Brien freaking worked at, with him yep. the last two years. So I would say that's more logical. 
and not only that, like Gibbs, Gibbs can slide in and, and be the complement to Stevenson, and, and he can help in other ways too. He can help in the receiving game, and not that Bijan can't, because Bijan's an all-around back. Yeah. But Gibbs is a better receiving back than Bijan. Yeah, Bill is so annoying because all the photos I saw from um, him when he was in Tuscaloosa for the pro day, it was like all, all the photos I saw was like him talking to Nick, obviously. But then all the other photos I saw were like him, like him just watching Bryce Young throw, and then he was watching defense. So I don't think they're going to take Gibbs, and I don't think they're going to take uh, Tyler Steen. But yeah, but they don't need to. They don't need to look closely on these guys. I mean, you, your offensive coordinator just spent the last two full seasons. With oh yeah, that's too. And not only yeah. that, like yeah, Nick and him talk like they're best friends, so they talk exactly. all year round. So. There, there is not – I'm not worried about, like, them not having – they have more of a insight on Alabama players, especially offensively, than they, any other team in the league. league. Any well, coach, any team, any franchise. You know, throughout the season, though, they talk. Like, Bill – you know Bill's like, oh, how – like, we're thinking about this guy, or like, blah, blah, blah. Like, they talk throughout the season. It's not just like, okay, season's over. Bill not going to talk. They No, they yeah. Talk. Yeah, it's they all year talk. Yeah, yep. they have better insight, and I'm sure it's not like Saban's lying to the other teams. But again, I think it, I, and if anything, I more point to just the O'Brien connection that O'Brien literally spent two full seasons with these guys. The the you problem know, last year with Bama was everyone obviously was clamoring that Bill O'Brien was the problem. He, he was not. He wasn't the problem. It was um, the defense and Pete Golding's stupid fucking system. That he tried to implement and it didn't work, and Bill O'Brien was literally forced to like have to cover his his own defensive coordinator's ass because they were. Well, not only that, point. like they don't have, they just didn't have the talent. Like everyone looked no, yeah, at they what they had no wide receivers. They had Jameer Brooks. Yeah, everyone looked at what they had in year, the, like the three or four years prior because that's like what oh, that's yeah. what's is in everybody's mind. Best Alabama team Bama receiver, Bama receiver, Bama receiver. And so they, everyone looked at that pre-save uh, O'Brien and like, oh, like the numbers were down. They had, I want to say, it was the fifth and third best scoring offenses in football in in college yeah. football. And Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator, and Steve Sarkeesian was the OC. Like that was those were perfect. Those were perfect. Yeah, it, I mean, and the talent is was just far, far superior. So no freaking shit. Like they had Tua, and then they had Mac Jones. And obviously, it, obviously, both of those are first round top fifteen guys. Yep. And on top of that, they had good running games, and they had elite receivers. And very good. So like, of course, of, of course, they're going to have better players. Yeah. No. It, it that that should that should just annoyed me when I when I would see people kind of say those numbers. I was seeing like Bama fans like, oh yeah, have him. Thank God he's gone. Like, all right, you don't. They're, you honestly, know. I think Bama's going to regret, regret letting him walk. Well, Tommy Reese is a really good offensive coordinator. He was the guy at uh, Notre Dame last year. He was the guy who was fucking yelling at the quarterback on the phone during that game, just fucking screaming at him. But he's a really good offensive coordinator because they'll be fine. No, yeah. oh, they'll be fine. Obviously, they're gonna be a top five team still. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and, and, and watch, they're gonna they're gonna develop more talent at at that position, and then they'll be talent prevails more than anything team. else. Yeah, we just had the best recruiting class in NCAA for the third year in a row. So we have a lot of quarterback depth. I know that there's a battle between Milrow and Simpson, but Milrow is looking like he's going to win it. But they also have 
uh, Dylan Lundgren and Julian Sands. Julian Sands is not going to start, but they have a lot of good depth there. Um, they're going to have more wide receiver talent. They just nabbed the second best uh, five star talent in the in the in the world. So, man, it's Bama, be okay? Better, like it's it's Alabama. They're going to get who they want. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. They just got anyways. Uh, yeah, the second best five rated guard too yesterday. Yeah. Getting back to kind of, I guess, what we were talking about with the Pats. It, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to have hands-on experience with Bama. They're going to have hands-on experience with, with Oregon. See, Adrian Clem is going to for sure have more insight yeah. on, on Christian, Christian Gonzalez, Gonzalez than any yep. than anybody else. Yep. And I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever if in the late rounds they take – there's like two or three Oregon offensive linemen that are going to be like – maybe fifth-round picks, probably later, maybe even undrafted. That's when we start thinking about punter, though, I think. They just signed. Yeah, they won, got the so punter like, from Denver, and he's not bad. Yeah, yeah we'll so I don't, know, I don't know if they're going to address it. I think, if anything, going to kicker makes more sense right now. I see them making another trade and getting uh, another pick in either the fourth or fifth round. Well, they have, they have three-fourths already. They could use two fourths and move up. Yeah, I, I I would like them to move back from fourteen and then move up from forty six. What spot do they go back from from fourteen? Like eighteen, twenty? Hey, eighteen to twenty. Yeah. I think you could realistically trade for eighteen, uh, excuse me, for twenty from Seattle, and add a third round pick this year and like a third round pick that next year. And where do you think they're going to get up from 46? Maybe, I mean, getting into the top of the second round, it will be difficult. But, I mean, look at look at Oakland. Oh, excuse me. Look at Las Vegas. They're at, what, 39 or 40, I want to say. Um, go, you know, go and get whoever's on your board in that second round, you know, when you get to day two. Like, go and get them and, and make sure you get them. And move up because you if you can if it takes two thirds to move back six spots it could only take more than like one third and you can trade hypothetically trade Seattle's third next year to go up into go the up like, yeah. yeah to go up into the early thirties and you still keep that other third that you that you had and then at that point you'll still you'd have two thirds three fourths like you can be aggressive again I rather them be aggressive as hell and go and get the three or four guys that they love. Like get their guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Be aggressive and go get your guys that you want. And rather than that, then like sitting back and like waiting for the board to come to you and and hoping that you land, you know, the player you want. I feel like if they, if they were to do what is so considered for Bill Belichick, the taboo move to move up, it's going to be someone that is coming off of a big board. If they don't move up, it's going to be someone out of the Shrine Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's why Zay Flowers Zay Flowers is an interesting, like, prediction because he was there, and they sure for sure spent a yep. lot of time with him. Yep. Um, I mean, other Shrine Bowl guys that come to mind immediately is obviously Jake Moody. I mean, he was there. And Trey Dean from, from Florida. Uh, he's... He's kind of more of a box safety. He can do a little bit of everything, but he's more of a box safety. So I could see them maybe in round four or five uh, taking a shot on him and yep. saying, all right, sit for a year. Adrian Phillips, uh, you know, we can move I on from like Adrian Phillips. Too. 
I no, I, I'm fine with keeping him around this year, but you know what I mean? Adrian Phillips and, and Jabril Peppers are both does, is this Phillips' last year? Yeah, he signed No, 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 no. Three he signed a three year extension. Yeah, Jabril's a three extension. I thought it was two years for some reason. No, but either way, I mean, three year, yeah. They can more than likely I, I can pull it up right now, but they can, they can more than mo- like, they can move off of Phillips after this year. Yeah, most definitely. That's what so that's what I'm saying. Like you you have trading sit for a year. He can learn under Duggar, Phillips, Jabril Peppers, and then, you know, he could take over a more significant role. Yeah, you're right. So so uh, Phillips has two more years. After this year, they can basically cut him and save $3 million. He has a 4.2 cap hit next year and with 1.2 dead if, if they cut him. All I got to say is keep Jordan Battle away from this team. <laughs> That kid is not good, man. He is so overrated. He's good, but he just—I like—he's good in the first half of the game. He's a seal, oh man. He has meltdowns every game. I like Chris Smith. He's older though. No, I don't like. I'm not. I don't think they'll go bad. You know I, I who think I, too I unreliable. mean? If it's a late round pick, man, and this is gonna be my bias coming out, I want Jamie Robinson, man. He is gonna be so good for the right teams. That kid is gonna be so good. What makes you say that? <laughs> Have you seen the way he plays the ball and how much contact he brings? He's a shorter. He's short. Don't get me wrong. His size is gonna affect him a hundred percent. But the kid can play the ball and he can hit. No, he's. Phys- I mean, he's damn physical for a for a size. He's uh, small, but that fucking kid can hit. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. There there are plenty. I think that free safety is still a like rather big need for them. Uh, well, they have to. I think they need to get a safety. Oh, Jalen. I, Mil- I don't though. think Jalen Mills is the guy. He's gonna get. Killed. I think I think Christopher Smith from Georgia would be a great round three or four Anyone guy. Anyone from Georgia at this point, I'm fine with that. They're all I, good. Georgia or Bama. My fa- yeah. my favorite mid round guy. I'll say it right now. I'll put it on the record. Is Demarvian Overshawn, the linebacker from from linebacker from Texas? This dude can fly. Now he's he's a smaller linebacker. Like he's not he's like fast. A, he's really fast. He, he's he can fly. He moves all over the field. He can play sideline to sideline. Sideline. He's physical. He's strong. He can cover. Not it's not his like strength, but he can cover relatively well. Um, he, he's at least average at that, and he's and he was a former safety, so he came down. He got a little bit bigger. He bulked up and, and turned into a linebacker. The dude can just fly, and they, I mean, we've seen them kind. Of, he's basically kind of similar to Duggar. Oh, I think he might be a little bit bigger than Duggar, but he's similar to Duggar in that sense, in that like he's smaller, and we see Duggar play basically linebacker, right? I mean, he's he's borderline a linebacker. Yeah, and if you could put him on the opposite edge, on the opposite linebacker spot, basically of Duggar, like man, that's it's going to be hard to to run outside on them, and it's going to be hard to like in in general, yeah, keep up with the speed of both of them, like be faster, be more physical than the, than what they would bring in the box, deep, uh, in coverage. But they, I don't think they'll they'll go they'll wait linebacker. They should probably double dip on linebacker in the middle rounds. I think they need to get some youth in there and hopefully hit hit on one of them. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that's the linebacker position is very not that great this year in terms of top-end talent. Yeah, it's, I like Drew Sanders from, from Arkansas. He's going to be good, uh, but he's, he's going to be... Yeah, he's pretty good. He's going to be... He might end up sneaking into the first round. Trent Simpson's like, all right, he's good. I don't know. I don't know how great he'll be, though. I would like them to double dip. Like, round three or four, double dip. That's why, like, trading back and adding another pick kind of in round three or four, like you mentioned, could benefit. We could double dip at positions, even tackle. If you went wide receiver or corner in round one, you could double dip at tackle. And, and if one of them hits, good. If both of them hit, even better. Oh, uh, Crawford is so bad. <laughs> yeah, you guys got any more kind of overall Patriots thoughts before we kind of wrap it up? Um, I just hope they go and actually, like, last year's draft was kind of spotty. I mean, I really like the Jack Jones and the Marcus Jones picks. I like, I liked Cole Strange, but just not where he was drafted. Yeah, yeah he'll be good, though. I, like, I'm confident he'll be good. If they can have a 2021 draft again, I'll be so happy. If yeah, they can I, just they, hit. They've been better the last three years. They've, they've certainly been better if they can continue it. And then, I mean, the last three years, the only reason they're in a pretty decent spot right now, right? Yeah, I mean, your quarter, your quarterback is doing every, your quarterback did everything he fucking could last year. Um, With a brain dead, retarded offensive yeah. coordinator, got, not even an offensive coordinator. He did everything. Both guard he could. positions, both guard positions are really. I mean, on when it was elite and strange, I think will be Long pretty good insane. at least. Um, I mean, they added two cornerbacks. Marcus Jones is a fucking hero. I mean, yeah, Barmore, Barmore is good. Was pretty solid in the middle. I I expected bigger things from Barmore last year. I think he needs to the take injury, his game to another injury level. Hurt him though. He's yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a whole nother topic. But uh, no, I they, their drafts the last three years have been have been pretty good uh, overall. It, my my rule of thumb is if you can find two everyday starters per draft. That is the threshold you want to you yeah. want to reach. Thank you. you don't now you don't. You know that's how you become a consistent team. If if you hit one, if you just miss one, like it hurts you big time. And if you hit more, obviously that's a huge bonus. But two is that threshold of all right. I need a, I need at least a three or four year starter, maybe even long term starter, from a position. If you can get two each draft, you're in a, a pretty solid spot. My final thing is. We've seen the course of history with drafting Ohio State receivers. I think it's time they just need to go and get one. They sh- they could have got Olave. They could have traded up and gotten Olave. I think they just n- need to go and get Jackson Smith. Mac Jones needs that guy. <clears throat> yeah, and I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, he's another slot guy." Like that. That's what Mac needs. And he Drop can him be back. a number one soon. Drop him back and and let him just kind of read defenses and work and pick his spots. I think JSN has, he reminds me a mix of like CD, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, if I'm being. Yeah, definitely Cooper Cup. That potential man. His his movement and everything. Yeah, like I did did an article and you can guys, you know, the listeners can read it on belly up of uh, my top eight wide receivers and my comps. I put Woods and Cup 
as my comp for JSN. That, no, the, I think the Cooper Cup. It's spot better. on. Yeah, yeah I, on. I think those are I think those are pretty pretty accurate comps. I had Zay as it was Lockett and Emmanuel Sanders. I can I see, see the Lockett and Zay. Yeah, I I see the deep part of Lockett, like the deep threat of in Zay from Lockett, and then but I see a lot of like the short and intermediate and the quick routes. Yeah, from Emmanuel Sanders, and that's I mean not that Lockett can't do that, but uh. Oh, Lockett's yeah. a fucking terrible with yards after the catch, and he falls. He's he's Jacoby Myers. He's yeah, a ball he, Jacoby Myers. Lockett admits it though. Lockett's like, yeah, I don't, I didn't want, I don't want to get hit. He's <laughs> like, falls it's gonna make time. my career longer. Uh, yeah, I, got I think the most that. overrated wide receiver for me is is Jalen Hyatt. I'm just, I, I can't. I, I don't think know. he's he going to be, be good, really man. Good. He absolutely cooked us in the uh, Tennessee Bama game last year. Like, he fucking cooked us. But he's outside good. Of yeah. He, he listen, fucking, he's, he's good at what up. he does. He's a burner. But I don't know if he could be a more than that in the NFL. He is a very good en- uh, end zone wide receiver. He, I think his has- upside is like Will Fuller. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I was gonna say if like, he stays DJ, healthy. I was gonna say DJ Chark. Um, yeah, like, Chark or or Robbie Anderson. Like now, I Addison think reminds is... me of Chark. Uh, Chark's a lot bigger though. Yeah, I'm talking Chark's about the speed element. Addison, Addison, he has like a. I forget who I had his comp. Not Tony. He, oh, he has like a. I put. Devontae Smith and Jahan Dotson. Dotson remind Addison reminds me a lot of what Dotson was last year, but yeah. Dotson was a little bit faster, I believe. A little underwhelming, but yeah, I mean, anyways, Washington. They need to go. Just go get your guys. That's all I ask, and we'll talk obviously more in depth uh, about the draft, you know, before and I assume in another podcast. But I mean, just go get your guys. Yep. And you know what? Go get Jerry Judy. <laughs> go get go send a fucking the Broncos aren't gonna get it first. Send They're not gonna get a second six. either. I think no, I think I think they can get a second, but send them forty six and go get Judy. Or you know what, fuck it and and send a mid to late round pick or something and get, get Hopkins here. Too. Take his contract. Yeah, if my dream scenario is they add I I want Judy over Hopkins. But in my dream scenario, get Hawkins and then still address the inside. Still, like, still go get JSN. Imagine yeah. Hawkins, JSN, Juju, Parker, and Thornton. Whew. Yeah, I know that'd be crazy. Combine that with Gasecki and Henry and Steven. And a solid offensive line and a real offensive coordinator. That, that would turn, have. You would have a top ten offensive weapons, like not including quarterback. You would have top ten offensive weapons. Plain and simple. I think Even Mac would look did, like a top ten quarterback with that. Yeah, Even will. if you didn't go JSN, like let's say they add Hawkins and they went, I don't know, they went Tank Dell in, you know, round two or three. Oh, I would take Tank Dell in a heartbeat. You know, it, like adding Hawkins to that, what they, even just what they have now puts them in the top probably 15 weapons or so, considering tight ends and, and wide receivers. I mean, and running back. Like, go and get your – just go and get your guys, dude. I'm so sick of, like, just mediocre talent offensively. Go and get your guys. And if you do – if you can go get them and Mac 
isn't the answer, then at least you'll know it's him and not not the weapons. Yeah, I think <laughs> I I think we covered it all though. I think pretty yeah, spot on I, with I it all. Else, so I'm I'm good. Yeah. yeah, me too. All right, boys. Well, thank you for for hopping on. Uh, we'll end it with uh, Ethan. Where can we find you uh, online? Yeah, my you got uh, my Twitter at ejlbos69. My Twitter. All right, and Jay, I got my account finally unlocked. Yeah, I'm about to go fucking crazy tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, you can find me at on Twitter at Bergeron Four Prez. It's Bergeron, then the number four, and then P R E Z. Um, I tweet a lot about hockey and I tweet a lot about music, but I also like to troll. You know, Canes fans, yeah, go tro- uh, Leafs fans, of course. But yeah, tweet a lot about hockey and a lot about the Pats and the Sox. So come stop by, shoot me a follow, I'll follow you back, and let's have some fun on Twitter. All right, yeah, and you can follow me at Matt Couture Five. Uh, I think this was a good one, boys. Uh, yeah, guys, thanks Brian, for having me. Jakey and them can join us next time. Uh, but for now, thank you for listening to Um Interrupted, and we'll be back at another time. Thanks, Hopefully guys. Sooner than later. Oh, thank you.